0: COVID 19 may not be in the headlines much these days, but COVID vaccines are still needed around the world. In a deal with the WHO, Taiwan's Medigen has agreed to license out its COVID vaccine technology. Through the WHO's COVID 19 Technology Access Pool, or CTAP, Medigen will share its vaccine, technology, and training with people in need worldwide. News of the licensing deal sent Medigen shares soaring on Wednesday.
1: COVID has ravaged the world for more than three years. Although it's no longer a global health emergency and border controls have been lifted, the virus is still in circulation. Through a WHO initiative, Taiwan's Medigen has become the first private manufacturer to license out its COVID vaccine technology.
0: We have entered an agreement to share our technology, our COVID vaccine formulation, the production technology and know-how, including training with the world."
1: On its official website, the WHO says Medigen's vaccine will be licensed to ensure equitable access to a COVID vaccine worldwide. By joining the WHO initiative, Medigen stands to collect licensing fees from buyers.
2: This kind of protein subunit-based COVID-19 vaccine is very suitable for so-called emerging markets, especially those that don't have sufficient cold chain equipment. It can be stored at just 2 to 8 degrees Celsius. The WHO believes that improving access to vaccines rapidly in low- and middle-income countries or allowing them to produce them locally is crucial for global public health pandemic prevention.
1: Medigen's COVID vaccine is the first vaccine technology added to the WHO's COVID-19 Technology Access Pool or CTAP. Previously, all the technologies included were for medicines, such as Pfizer's oral antiviral treatment Paxlovid or Merck and Ridgeback's Molnupiravir.
2: This time is quite unfortunate because most countries have already procured BioNTech or Moderna vaccines. Countries with insufficient vaccine resources such as developing countries could become the prime market for Medigen's expansion.
1: The announcement, made by WHO and Medicine's patent pool, gave a boost to Medigen shares on Wednesday. The stock opened up 6.3 NT and closed limit up in a surge of about 10 percent.
0: Troubles are piling up at TSMC's Arizona construction site. British newspaper The Guardian reports chaos on the ground, with multiple contractors working in the same area without central coordination. One local worker pointed to safety issues, saying they need to get those Taiwan contractors out of there because they are not used to building in America at all. In response, TSMC said its Taiwan contractors were familiar with the equipment being installed and would continue to partner with locals on the project.
1: TSMC is pushing to build two new fabs in the U.S., aiming to start production by 2025. But its setbacks keep making headlines. A week ago, it released a rare recruitment video calling for 2,000 local workers to take on managerial roles. UK-based news outlet The Guardian reports that it's chaos in Arizona. In large red letters, the headline reads, They would not listen to us. The Arizona project is struggling, according to the piece. American workers said that when they disagreed with TSMC management, they were threatened with the loss of their jobs. Workers said there were multiple contractors working in the same sites, all of them saying different things amid the absence of coordination.
2: What U.S. labor unions are most concerned about is people taking away their jobs. But in reality, the Taiwanese workers brought here by TSMC are not taking away their jobs, but making their jobs easier. Actually, I feel that much of the reporting has been exaggerated.
1: The analyst says TSMC brought in Taiwanese workers to smooth out the project. But according to an American cited by The Guardian, the project is in great disarray, with workers having to put stuff up and tear it down five or six times, racking up costs five to six times the original quote. Americans also pointed to safety issues on the large job site, calling for processes to be less rushed. I think they need to get those Taiwan contractors out of there, one said. A Taipei-based analyst says that Arizona's government should should step in and mediate."
2: Arizona's local government really needs to negotiate with the labor unions. After all, TSMC's facility in Arizona is a flagship project of the U.S. CHIPS Act. There needs to be a comprehensive semiconductor supply chain in the local area. That's the only way to truly achieve revitalization.
1: TSMC has responded, saying that it's common industry practice to have overseas experts support a project. It said the Taiwanese specialists have a deep familiarity with the equipment being installed and would continue to partner with locals at the job site. In the meantime, questions will continue to hang over TSMC's 2025 production deadline as its project sits under global scrutiny.
0: New Taipei has joined the crackdown on housing speculation. On Wednesday, it became the last special municipality to pass a so called house hoarding tax, which comes into effect on Friday.
2: The amended housing tax will affect people who have two or more non-owner-occupied houses in this city. It will also affect those with unsold residential properties, that is, property developers. From September, you may be taxed a progressive rate of up to 3.6% of the property's value. But if you owned the property prior to September, you'll still be taxed at the original rate.
0: The first taxes under the new system will be filed in May 2024. People with up to three owner-occupied homes will still be subject to the current tax rate of 1.2 percent. But for homes not occupied by their owners, the rate will go up to 1.5 percent for one, 2.4 percent for two, and 3.6 percent for three or more residential homes. Older people in Taiwan are now more likely to be employed than not. That's according to the latest government statistics, which show that more than 66 percent of 45 to 65-year-olds are currently employed. That figure reflects not just those who stay in work, but also those who have retired and then gone back to work. More and more industries are opening their doors to older employees especially sectors hit by the post-pandemic labor shortage, such as hospitality.
2: Dressed in a bright yellow t-shirt, 72-year-old Judy is retired, and she's off to work in this hot pot restaurant. She greets her colleagues and changes into her work uniform, emerging from the back with a trolley to sort out the sources.
0: My family was shocked that somebody would hire me. I told the company that I'm 72 and they said that they are very welcoming of people starting a second career. I hadn't worked in the restaurant industry before. So why did I do it? Well, I love eating.
2: Judy's rich career history includes a stint working for a bank in Vancouver. Then she went to Hong Kong, where she was a private secretary to a company chair. At 65, she retired and moved back to Taiwan to enjoy travel and leisure time in nature. But seven years later, she found herself itching to get back to work.
1: The pandemic came along and after three years I felt like I'd just been at
0: home all the time. I felt very disconnected from society. So I thought why not try going out to work again?
2: Working front of houses complex and demanding, so Judy chose a more behind-the-scenes role, plating up meals. The Directorate General of Budget, Accounting and Statistics says that in March 2023, the proportion of 45 to 65-year-olds in work surpassed two-thirds for the first time. It's no longer a rarity. In this fast food store, customers are greeted cordially by 70-year-old Grandma Tsai. 10% of McDonald's employees are now over 60. In the last five years, the number of older employees at Muji grew fivefold. Meanwhile, this August, the number of older employees at Wild Prime was twice as many as 12 months ago. On
0: August 1st, we had 406 middle and old age partners working in on site operations. Compared to the same date last year, it's more than 100% growth.
2: Returning to employment in one's golden years is a growing trend. For many workers, it's proof that ageist assumptions are meaningless, while for employers, it can be a solution to labor shortages.
0: According to the latest government figures, Taipei leads the nation's 22 cities and counties in average disposable income. Xinjoo County takes second place and Xinjoo City takes third But when it comes to average savings per household, Taipei drops to third place. Number one in savings goes to Xinju County, followed by Maoli County.
2: Uh uh In Miaoli County, housing prices and the cost of dining in is much lower than in Taipei City. Because there are some high-tech parks in Miaoli County, there are some engineers with higher incomes than those who work in Taipei City, which is dominated by the service industry.
0: Last year in Taipei, the average household had disposable income of 1.4 million NT. At the same time, average spending was 1.1 million NT, leaving just 340,000 NT in savings. Meanwhile, in Shenzhou County, the average household had disposable income of 1.4 million NT. Average spending was 970,000 NT, leaving savings of 400,000 NT. That's the most in average savings among the 22 cities and counties. Mao Li at second place had average savings of 380,000 NT. The publishing sector wants more government support for e-books. At a press event with a DPP lawmaker, publishers asked for expanded e-book subsidies to protect Taiwan's freedom of the press. Currently, the Ministry of Culture subsidizes e-book rentals at two national libraries. It gave out just 290,000 NT last year. Publishers say that's not enough to save their industry, which contracted by 30% last year.
2: DPP lawmaker chiu Zhiwei Wei stands with representatives from publishing houses. Together, they urge the government to invest more in e-books to support Taiwan's culture.
1: So, in 2021, the government only distributed 400,000 NT in ebook subsidies. In 2022, it gave only 290,000 NT. For the publishing industry, this provides just a drop in the bucket.
2: The Ministry of Culture recently announced a budget of 100 million NT to subsidize ebook loans at public libraries. Chiu says that similar programs have only had limited effect in the past. As the subsidies only cover loans at two national libraries, they've brought little benefit to publishers.
1: If the policy could be expanded to the six special municipalities, the subsidies could benefit more publishers and more writers.
2: Chiu said e-book subsidies should be extended to more libraries. Publishers say that since COVID, Taiwan's publishing industry has seen a significant decline, with business contracting by 30 percent in
1: 2022. Letting this decline continue is not the way to go. I think the publishing industry is a beautiful part of Taiwan that everyone should strive for. We should try to preserve this diverse culture of freedom of speech and freedom of the press in the publishing industry in our corner of the world. And this year, there is still one last round of subsidies to be handed out. I strongly advise the government to continue implementing this policy.
2: Amid a decline in the industry, publishers urge the government to utilize ebook subsidies to benefit industry players and readers in Taiwan.
0: The government is urging against panic buying after Japan started releasing treated radioactive water from the Fukushima Daiichi nuclear power plant. Shoppers have been rushing to buy table salt, fearing that future supplies will be contaminated. In response, the economics ministry said that Taiyan Biotech, Taiwan's top salt producer, routinely tests its product for contaminants. It added that there's plenty of salt to go around, so there's no need
1: to hoard. At this grocery store, the salt section has nothing but empty cardboard boxes, much to customer surprise. Shoppers around Taiwan have been panicked buying salt, leaving stores unable to restock fast enough.
2: People who came to buy one bag leave with five, people who came to buy five buy ten, and people who wanted to buy ten leave with a whole sack. Every ten minutes someone comes to ask about buying salt.
1: Salt has sold out both at small stores and supermarkets. Some shopkeepers have even set purchase limits on their customers.
2: Everyone's buying a lot. I have restricted people to buying six bags.
1: The panic buying was triggered by Japan's release of treated radioactive water from the Fukushima Daiichi nuclear power plant. Amid the craze for salt, the economics ministry is calling for calm. video, it shows a warehouse at a Taiyan biotech salt factory in Miaoli's Tongshao Township. Sacks of salt stretch out as far as the eye can see. The facility, located on the west coast, uses seawater to make salt and has a daily output capacity of 400 tons. That's three times as much salt as Taiwan consumes in one day. <laughs>
2: Recently, sales volume has been 10 times higher than before. We have an ample supply, so there is no need to worry.
1: At the Salt Warehouse, employees work at full throttle to meet the spike in demand. Taiyam Biotech is taking action to meet the need and ease the public's fears.
0: Taiwan is preparing to participate in the Maison et Objets Paris, a French trade show specializing in decor and design. This year, Taiwan's exhibit will center on the concept of an evolving life. It will showcase an estimated 60 pieces of home decor and furniture.
2: This exhibition can provide a view into Taiwan's culture and creativity, allowing people abroad to experience the energy of Taiwan's diverse creations. There are quite a few highlights in our showcase. One exhibition area displays the use of digital design and ceramic printing to fashion very exquisite yet very small works. (laughs) (laughs) Promoting Taiwan's craftsmanship to other nations is extremely important. It's also something that's expected by artisans in Taiwan. That is to say, Taiwan's craftsmanship shouldn't only be allowed to take root within Taiwan we hope to also take them out into the world to give the world an understanding of Taiwan's craft development.
0: Taiwan's exhibit is organized by the National Taiwan Craft Research and Development Institute under the direction of the Ministry of Culture. Local brands and designers will be featured at the Paris Expo, which runs from September 7th to 11th. The Defense Ministry recently held its first shooting skills camp for reservists. The camp was held in four stages in northern, central, southern, and eastern Taiwan. More than 100 volunteers paid out of pocket to take part in the camp. They were given intensive instructions to improve their shooting skills that they might or might not have learned during military service. The camp was only open to reservists who were in military service less than 12 years ago. One participant says he hopes that future camps will be opened up to more potential students.
1: In August, the Ministry of National Defense held this four-stage reserve shooting camp to strengthen the reserve force's capacities. Participants follow orders from an officer. When they start to remember how to handle a weapon, they can start shooting. any reservist who completed their military service within the last 12 years is eligible to apply for the camp. Here, they're firing live bullets from T-91 assault rifles in standing, kneeling, and prone positions. The targets are anything from 25
2: to 300 meters away. We used obstacle boards to train shooting in different positions. In the past, we always trained in prone positions, so this helped us gain greater combat skills. A full day with a packed curriculum let us revise really thoroughly some of the participants had done four months military service others one year and some had even done voluntary service you could see how excited everyone was and maybe people who are willing to volunteer to sign up are interested in shooting and of course have a certain sense of crisis
1: Volunteer Wang Shenyuan took part in three of the four stages of the camp, which, he says, had a positive, enthusiastic atmosphere. He hopes the camps can expand more in the future.
2: I think they can open them up more. I hope they can let in all reserves who have not yet stepped down. Of course, some people have stepped down, but they still want to protect home and country. Training capabilities are quite limited, and the capacity is very limited. It could be that the land that is freed up for the armed forces might also be wanted by local government or private business, so training camps could start to interfere with people's lives and gradually many conflicts could appear all those things would need resolution.
1: This is the first reserve shooting camp held by the MND, and in total, between 100 and 200 participants paid individually for the chance to take
0: part. Taiwan's first 100 percent rice-based bread is here. Rice has been the staple of Taiwan's diet for many years, but in recent decades, globalization has seen other staples like wheat become more popular. Now, the tradition of rice culture has come together with Taiwan's love of sliced bread for the first time. The new product is made with the Tainong number 71 variety of rice. Bakers say it's a gluten free delight.
2: Freshly baked sliced bread comes out of the oven with a generous layer of melted cheese on top. But when you take a bite, you'll probably notice something tastes a bit different than usual. The key to this unique texture is the recipe, which contains no wheat flour. It's made of 100% long-grain,
1: non-glutinous rice. I think this 100% rice sliced bread is a great breakthrough. It will help to stabilize and raise the prices of rice for a great farming county.
2: Yunlin is a big center of agriculture, sometimes called Taiwan's granary. Rice grown in the Zhuo River is eaten all over the country, but not only in bowls, also as sliced bread. The baker has also produced rice madeleines with a fragrant and chewy twist that can rival sourdough, but without causing any problems for those with gluten allergies.
1: Taino number 71 rice is best suited to baking. Its starch is the least disruptive and it rises the best. We're bringing baking to people with gluten allergies using rice products, and I think a lot of people will like it.
2: This first for bakery aims to diversify income for rice farmers while giving consumers a new option if they want to stick to a rice-based diet.